Hey, beautiful ladies. On this episode, it is so close to my heart. I did a little extra research on this one because I just really want to get give you clarity on self-acceptance versus self-esteem. Where did some of the things come from when it comes to the times that we're beating up ourselves or we're hard on ourselves and we're like, Oh, I've just been doing this my whole life because I believe this is who I am and part of me. So I need to continue like giving myself a hard time. Have you ever heard someone say like, well, if I don't like crack down on myself, then I wouldn't be as good as I am at blank. Like I'm disciplined because, you know, I'm hard on myself. Well, maybe, maybe you think that's true. But what if, what if there was a way to still get quote unquote success and still move forward in your life and develop, but from a place of more of love, compassion, acceptance, because we're missing out on a lot of the peace and the calm and the joy and the fulfillment when we're berating ourselves and we're, we're talking down to ourselves because we are now the parent. Anyone listening this to this podcast, that's an adult, which I'm assuming all of you are, we are now our parent. We have been our parent for a very, very long time. If I'd have only understood this concept long ago and how that begins to shift how we love and nurture ourselves, oh man, it would be, it's, it's crazy. I'm excited that I've learned it when I did and that I can share it with you. And I'm really blessed to have, I have great parents, but we're all human. And we're doing the best we can, most of us. And some of you may have not had good parents. You may have not even had both parents. You might have just had a guardian or someone that was a caretaker. Maybe they did or did not want to spend time with you. I don't know your story. But what I can tell you is you now are in charge of loving and validating and accepting you exactly where you are. Enjoy the episode. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing. Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch, or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so what is radical self-acceptance? Self-acceptance is defined as an individual's acceptance of all their attributes, positive or negative. When we're self-accepting, we embrace every part of ourselves, not just the positive things. Self-acceptance is the unconditional, you recognize weakness, but you still fully accept yourself. It's free of any qualification. Unlike self-esteem, 
which is an evaluation of one's worthiness, okay? So I think that's where a lot of times we look at others and we say, wow, she just has good, great self-esteem or I need to work on my self-esteem. Well, self-esteem does come from a place of comparison and looking at our worthiness. But self-acceptance is completely radical. And I love that because a lot of us on here, y'all know who you are. We, we radical. We are a little bit more of a rebel. We, that's just who we are, right? We're high achievers, high performers, very successful, strong women. And we can really be hard on ourselves sometimes. So let's discuss a little bit about why this is important and even kind of the come from of why we may be doing these things and saying these things to ourselves. And you might not even realize it. So I'm going to help you this week. Just really pay attention, okay? So self-esteem refers specifically of how valuable or worthwhile we see ourselves, okay? This is the view, like, do I feel confident today? Well, I don't know, do I? How am I judging that? Is it because like maybe I'm just having a good day and I got good sleep or maybe I look nice in this outfit? Well, self-acceptance is leaning into like a full on, I love Michelle, you love you, no matter what, even when my ugly parts come up, even when maybe like I have a big old zit on my face, even when like I'm feeling like super like angry towards my children, towards work and I just I'm just not showing up I can accept myself and love myself even inside of that okay because when we do that we have the ability to understand that you know what we're human and there is no always positive there's not always good stuff we're gonna have the things that we're gonna quote unquote judge as not so good or negative, these negative parts about me, right? So reason why this is so important important is the fact that typically a lot of us get our rooted self-esteem from ourselves, like how we felt accepted by our parents, okay? Remember we touched on this last week with Brittany about how we have these core wounds from childhood, All this is intertwined, okay? So research has demonstrated that before the age of eight, we lack the ability to formulate a clear, separate sense of self. So basically, from utero, not even birth, there's so much that I have learned and I will continue to learn about the power of our, our spirit as a baby in the womb of how how our mom, how she felt about herself, how she taught her, how she treated herself or treated her body or did she want us? You know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, children come into the world in a very like um, a tragic way or a very like in some severe depression by a mom and all this stuff is connected. But most of our memories and our connections and the things that our patterns and our behaviors, they are truly coming from this birth to about eight years old. And I know this for sure because I can see this in my son. For those of you who know, I have an adopted son. I met him when he was five years old. So I had no control or no awareness really of what had happened to him in as from conception to five. Now, I had a good sense 
of what he may or may not have been through because of the situation that I got him in where his mother was a drug addict and she chose to be with a many different men and they ended up got getting arrested for selling meth. And so he ended up in the system. Long story, but we knew his brother. We stepped in to help out and da, 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 two years later, he's fully a Porterfield. So really amazing story. I may even share that journey one day. Like that just came to me. Like, have I ever shared his real adoption story? And I might even have him on here. Hmm, how cool is that? Totally side note. But what I do know is there was a lot of more of an emotional neglect. Maybe his self-worth and his self-esteem came from like, you know, you're annoying, which we're going to get to this in a second, because here's what happens. A lot of our parents, maybe they, whether caregivers, parents, this is across the board, guardians, grandparents. I know some of you may have been raised by family members, but they have, they have a, um, Parents have this way of sometimes calling out the bad or the aggravating behaviors. I'm going to go ahead and confess. I have done this to my children. And I want to quickly apologize to them and quickly turn it into praise. Now, this is something I've learned, too, even from years ago when I started taking my first child to, you know, just some counseling and things like that. But even from my parents' perspective, like, there's some sort of uh, stat that you have to like praise a kid four to five times more than the one negative bad comment. And that just shows you how we as humans just grasp onto the I'm not good enough. Uh, like I'm too much or I'm annoying. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. And usually all that stuff comes from some version of childhood. Okay. So for him specifically, I can use him his, his example here. Um, what I knew is that he was, most of his toddler years, he was inside of a, um, a chair. What does you call those chairs? Oh, my gosh. What is the baby booster chairs they sit in? A high chair. Oh, my goodness. It shows you how long it's been since I've done the young mothering. And, I mean, I saw picture after picture. Like, he was fed, but he had uh, an electronic device, basically. A lot of times he was playing locked in his room with his brother. So I know there was a lot of emotional neglect, a lot of maybe shifts in his belief saying, well, I'm not really loved or I'm not really wanted or maybe I must be annoying, you know, those types of things. And we all experience some version of this. You know, I've written a post about this before of how there was times in my life where it's like, you're just too much like you, you talk too much. You're just like, oh my gosh, like the things you're saying and the way you're talking. And I don't, you know, even my accent was in my mind criticized. Now y'all are the sweetest people. I get so many comments from y'all about how sweet my accent is. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Um, Cause it's just me. This is just how I talk. But I want to ask you while we're on this piece of this, that may be part of why you're not accepting yourself or maybe why you're choosing and I always use the word choosing because that brings us power, but choosing to have a lower self-esteem, okay? Why does this matter? You need to think about things right now this week that you're choosing to attach to. Like, what are those secret whispers that you say to yourself? I want you to write them down. I want you to be able to listen because here's the deal. We've talked about this many times. 
most of this is happening on a deeper subconscious level. And some of it is, is purely on a conscious level. How many times you're like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Oh, I look so fat today. Oh, I'm so ugly. Oh, I hate my double chin. Oh, this roll on my belly. Like that's just in itself the whole body issue that we have as women. But like, you know, I'm just, I'm annoying. Like I've, I don't know that I've ever said that I've annoyant. I am annoying, but I guarantee you that I've had thoughts that when maybe I see a response from someone else, even my children, where they look at me a certain way or roll their eyes, I make up a story that I must be annoying. Well, that wasn't their thoughts. There's no way for me to know that. So why am I saying that to myself on a subconscious level? Why am I telling myself that story? Well, more than likely, somewhere in my life, I had heard that or I chose to believe that I'm annoying. Maybe because I talk too much, right? So this can also be a very subtle emotional abuse situation to yourself. And it could be that there was emotional abuse from the parents, from the guardians, right? And it was just so subtle that it kind of just snuck under the radar. And nobody really picked up on it because just family dynamics and life is moving fast and you know, there, we can all just say like, maybe they were good parents, but there were some specific things that really, really hurt. Okay. And so here's what happens because of the way we're wired. It's almost impossible not to parent ourselves similar to how we were parented. Right. Okay. So if the caretakers, the guardians, the parents, whoever was there, if they dealt with us in a more hurtful manner, where we talk down to ourselves, just like I was saying in the intro, then what happens is that we begin to, it's ingrained how we think and believe. So we do the same thing. Just like I said in the intro where I was talking about how, well, I have to beat myself up because if I don't, I never get this done. Like I'm such a procrastinator. First of all, let's, that's a huge one. All about our language. Let's not label ourselves. Say, hey, you know, I've noticed I've been putting off this particular project over and over and over. It's just because I don't want to do it. Or maybe it's hard. Or maybe I need to ask for help. But there's no reason to beat yourself up so that you'll get it done. But we do that, don't we? We're like, I'm just going to be like, Michelle, you dummy, you, you know, get it done. Do it. You know, and like kind of fuss at ourselves. And I don't know. You tell me. What do you say? How do you, how are you hard on yourself? Do you yell at yourself and tell you like what's wrong with you so that that you'll do it? Or maybe that that doesn't work. Maybe you realize like, hey, I have been doing that and it's making me feel worse. But that's the problem. If we're not realizing it, then we have no way to fix it. And what if I always said in many of the amazing healers and leaders and coaches and therapists everywhere, it has to start with awareness. If you're not even realizing this is the way you've been parenting yourself as your adult life, then there's no way to really take action and make changes. So I hope this lands for you in this conversation so that you can go, oh my gosh, I am doing that. Wonder where that's coming from. Well, maybe maybe you had some awesome parents. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was from criticism from siblings. 
other relatives, teachers or peers. I have worked with people before that have some serious negative self-doubts and beliefs about themselves that were purely from a certain teacher in grade school. It is heartbreaking when I hear that. But here's the cool thing is who's the parent now? Who's the one that can love you now? We can even go back to that time to that sweet little girl in grade school and we can rewrite her story just because there was an adult that was looked up to and listened to had something to say that you, you sweet little girl, you took on as truth. It is not truth. And you still have the ability now to accept yourself as you are and go back and edit. That's the beauty of a story, right? You can edit, you can change, you can reshape the entire story and you can let set that girl free, okay? Deep breaths. All right, here we go. To continue, I have a lot of notes on this one. That's why I just kind of had to take a deep breath because you know I get on a roll sometimes. How you doing? Is this hitting close to home? I know it does for me, let me tell you, because there's just been times throughout my life where I have really not liked certain things about me. And now through my own growth, I've learned like, oh, wait, they're, they're there for a reason. They have protected me. They have served a purpose somehow, some way in my life. How can I be more gentle? Okay. So accepting ourselves unconditionally would have been almost automatic had we had parents who conveyed a like an overall positive message and we have grown up in a supportive environment which that might be you and that's beautiful but if it wasn't the case then this this is why this is our job now and this is why I was talking about the inner parent because we have to validate our okayness basically we have to learn to break away from consistently judging ourselves because that's what's happening here ladies we have to accept and send compassion to that place, to that behavior, instead of the judgment. If we want to experience this beautiful state of being, fulfillment, peace of mind, we have to really walk towards this unqualified self-acceptance. That's basically where this comes down to. So I have not read this book, but I'm very interested. So there was something I found in an article that Robert Holden, he has a book called Happiness Now. If you're curious, like I said, I've never read it, but I love this quote. It says, happiness and self-acceptance go hand in hand. In fact, your level of self-acceptance determines your level of happiness. The more self-acceptance you have, the more happiness you'll allow yourself to accept, receive, and enjoy In other words, you enjoy as much happiness as you believe you are worthy of. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That goes back to the whole part in the beginning where I said some of you believe that I'm not going to be able to be successful unless I continue this pattern that I've had where I've like, man, when when I'm rough on myself and say, look, you fat so get up and go to the gym this morning. Or, I can't believe you keep procrastinating. You you jerk. You need to drink coffee and stay up all night. 
And what happens is there's parts of you that quote unquote feel successful because you actually go do the thing. So you believe that that beating up is the part of the process. But if you listen to what he's saying is the more acceptance that you have, the more you allow this joy and happiness to come in because you'll know you're worthy and you're valuable, right? This is beautiful. We must tell ourselves, we must understand that we've done the best that we can. This is a huge part of this, okay? Why does this matter? Because a lot of us are walking around, we're feeling this residual, you've heard me say like um, recycled emotions, residual feelings that just sort of keep rotating in your spirit of like guilt and they lead you into this self-criticism and put down because we're carrying this guilt and shame from so long ago, like a long time ago. And that could be the root cause of why you're doing the things that you're doing and saying to yourself today, okay? So, but what happens is more than likely when we made that choice back then, we, we did it out of like fear. We did it out of this like this could be this primal part of us that's literally it was life or death that we made this choice i don't know what shame is hanging over you but i bet whenever you made that choice we thought we had to for our safety whether it was fear of anxiety fear of abandonment fear of embarrassment fear of the shame is that something in us at that time believe that we had to, well, we're not her anymore. Okay. So there's times that we can now look back and go, Oh, I'm I'm," the Michelle back then. She's way more self-developed and spiritually developed now. Oh, now I can see, but I have to go back though there again and work on allowing her to be set free. And as a believer, this is where all this crashes together with the love of Christ And the fact that we are completely accepted, we are completely covered by his sacrifice and we are forgiven, but we just got to ask. We don't have to carry the shame any longer. And I'm a believer that all you need is Jesus. I do believe that. I believe that he, he has covered all the sin before, all of our future sin. He covers all of us, right? He is fighting our battles for us. He sees the victory. He sees your your whole life and he has plans for you. He is sovereign and not but and he asks us to do our part. So we are in control of our choices now. We are in control of even allowing him to forgive us. Like we have to ask for it. Like he's there. But we can't just like pretend it didn't happen because that's where all that sits inside of us with that guilt and shame and pain. And and then what happens is when we show up in our life, there's a little bit of that kind of showing up too. We have to do the work just as it relates to this journey. Before I move on to this next section, I want to just pause here and just tell you like that's that's so much part of this journey that I have I've felt this and I've heard this like okay I know God I have faith I'm a believer but like why won't he just help me like why won't he take this take this desire from me why won't he do that 
Well, he will. And he's asking you to make a change. He's asking you to surrender. He's asking you to like get help, get support to make the make changes. Now, do I believe that God could literally just in an instant take an addiction away from people? He could heal cancer. He can do all these things. Absolutely. And I believe that God wants to use us as examples for his glory. Like that's why I'm here. Like I wouldn't even be doing this thing, speaking to you on this platform, helping other women through this journey as a coach, if I hadn't gone through that myself and I had to depend on him, I had to surrender to him, but he also gave me the ability in the brain and the body and the spirit to walk this thing out. All right. Another deep breath. All right. So before we go there, I have one more little section for you because I want to make sure, because we've already talked about self-esteem. We've talked about self-acceptance. The the whole design of this podcast episode is I want you to learn about self-acceptance. Okay. This has nothing to do with self-improvement. Okay. To the high achievers in the back, self-acceptance has nothing to do with self-improvement. It isn't about fixing anything in ourselves. With self-acceptance, we're just affirming who we are right now on this day, Michelle Porterfield 2022, with whatever strengths and weaknesses I possess and you possess full out self-acceptance. This is not, well, when I do this, I'll be able to self-accept. I'll be able to accept this part of me when I fix this. And I know that you're listening because I am you. (laughs) I totally am this person and it sneaks up on me. I have to work on this on a regular basis. We're like, okay. So like where the high achievers come in, right? And say, okay, give me my homework, coach. Which boxes do I need to check? And I know one of my clients is listening to this. And when you when you, we have our next session, I want you to tell me if you know who I'm, I'm talking about you right now. <laughs> I'm not going to say your name, but I can see you're like, all right, I got my notes out. I'm about to like, I'm checking the box. What you got? What's my homework? Well, your homework is to self-accept yourself right now. So this is fun for if y'all want to try this, the Enneagram test. Now, I've, I've kind of talked about it a little bit. We want to take all these things with kind of a grain of salt. I guess that's just one of the sayings we have, right? I love her name is Your Enneagram Coach on Instagram. And you can do her um, website. She has the test. The reason why I like this is because it's more of a wiring personality. And I like her because she filters all her teaching through Christ view and Christ redeeming us through the uh, and and loving those parts of us but just knowing like oh I typically when I'm stressed these are the areas that I lean into like I get more critical I get judgmental and get really bossy okay that's me I'm owning it I'm an eight okay y'all see that we're called the um the challengers that's that's our that's the part of our um, the name. Everybody's got a different name. There's perfectionists. There's all different things, but it just helps you learn a little bit more of how you're wiring. Now, 
by no means is this an excuse to go, oh, well, that's just the way I am and that's how I'm wired. I took that personality test. So here, I'm, you know, you got to take it or leave it, right? <laughs> that's not it at all. Now, I have heard some people saying that, say that. So when you start seeing those parts of you in more of a loving and caring way, they won't haunt you so much. And the reason why I say haunt you, because sometimes they're so loud. These are those versions of like the inner critic that we can call her. Well, I believe there's more than just one. I believe that there's different parts of us that we have had to, that have had to step up throughout our seasons of our lives. And they have served a purpose. Like I said before, they have stepped in for protection. They've learned that when I was quote unquote too much, that that version of me said, oh, 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 tone it down, tone it down, because you get yelled at when you do this. So she was stepping in as a protection, but I don't need that anymore. I can say, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That that was to keep me safe or what I believed as a child to keep me safe. Now it's okay because I love that part of me because she's able to speak up and she's able to to help women and she's able to to speak the truth, right? Okay, so I believe it's absolutely possible to fully accept and love ourselves as we are right now on this date and still be fully committed to a lifetime of personal growth, right? Because here's what happens sometimes is we feel like, oh, well, I am that person that wants to consider like developing and I want to fix quote unquote, fix things. And I want to grow and I do want to get better in this area and I want to be better in my relationships. And that's absolutely possible. But what I'm trying to tell you is it absolutely is more possible, more available to you when the come from is first loving and accepting yourself where you are. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. Are you ready? Okay. So I want you to take some time and get really quiet. This is something that you can write down and do this later. You can do it now if you're at a place where you have, you're in the kitchen or somewhere safe where you can kind of slow down. And I just want you to put your hand on your heart. Okay. I'm doing it with you. I want you to take a really deep breath. This feels so good for me as I've been chattering this last 20 something minutes. I want you to say only if this feels true to you. Okay. These are things that I'm guiding you and you can make this your own. I want to say thank you, Lord, for making me the way that you wanted to make me your perfect will. Thank you so much for making me the way that I am and breathe into that. Next, I want you to say, I am willing to begin the exploration of more self-compassion towards myself. You notice how I said, like, I didn't say like, oh, I'm self-compassionate. I'm willing to begin the exploration of more self-compassion towards myself. This is my intent. This is my intention. And then I want you to just take time and just ask yourself, continue breathing, continue with your hand on your heart and say, what is an area of my personality that I consistently judge and shame? What is that? 
what version of me do I typically want to tuck away and hide? What version of me pops up that I get really uncomfortable around and I feel like people are watching or people are talking or I try to tuck her away because I'm totally embarrassed and ashamed of her. Just take a moment and spend some time with that part of you. Maybe even spend some time writing about that part of you and exploring like, who is she? When did she develop? When did she show up to, to be what she is? Somewhere she came into play because she needed to protect you and keep you safe. And then somewhere you realize you didn't really need her anymore. But instead of really spending time thanking her and maybe even like understanding why she came and how she did serve her purpose, maybe you just really got too busy pushing her back and hiding out of fear. Just spend some time there. And as you continue to breathe, I want you to speak directly to that part. When you, when you begin to see what part that is that maybe you've been judging and, and really feeling negative towards, I just want you to say, there's a couple of options here. If you're ready and this feels true, you can say, I accept this part of me. Welcome. And if that doesn't feel true yet, I want you to say, I'm willing to learn to accept this part of me. I'm in the process of getting to know and be kind to this part of me. Does that feel more true to you? Would you be willing to be in the process of getting to know this part of you? And then I want you to say, I am valuable just as I am. Because that is absolute truth. You are valuable because you exist. There's nothing you need to do. There's nothing you need to say. There's no one you need to please. There's no task you need to complete. You are absolutely valuable and beautiful just as you are. So I hope that you spend some time. And when things come up this week... I really want to encourage you to go in and listen. I want you to pay attention. I want you to choose compassion. And can you commit to, instead of coping when this part comes up or the self-talk comes in where we typically want to judge or cope, whether it's drinking, Facebook, shopping, Netflix, any coping, right? Ignoring, there's so many versions of coping. Would you just sit with it for just a moment, maybe just five minutes, just sit with it and just see if you can just breathe into c- compassion, okay? I just want you to try that. I just want you to try it this week because I believe this is a key player in your sobriety journey, your drinking less journey, your... You're healing and you're beyond. I do believe this completely. Because I want you to pause when it comes up. I want you to breathe in compassion. Accept where you are right now and all the parts of you. God does. 
The creator of the universe who created you and knows you fully accepts you completely. Okay? And I just want to leave you with the offer to, if you're ready to take this growth and this healing to the next level, if you're ready to have full support, consistent support throughout four to five months of a drinking less, removing alcohol journey, whatever desire you have, that's the part of the journey that we walk through together. Just email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. Have a beautiful week, ladies. Stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.